Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along we are here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. We will have uh, time for your calls later in this hour. As always, the traditional Monday hot takes coming from you. I'll tell you when to call. I don't want you sitting on, um, on, on hold all day long here as we will go through all the action of yesterday. Again, if you're just joining us, it was a lot to catch up on here. The Cow- I, There were some really fascinating games. Before I get into I'm sorry, what? To me, the most interesting games of the day. Cowboys-Chiefs, while it was by no means an artistic masterpiece, I thought was a really meaningful game. Because it does raise, that game did raise some questions for me about the Cowboys. Mm. Questions I thought had been answered. And yes, you have to be fair. They play, they're still playing without the left tackle, who's proved to be an unbelievably important member of that team. They're playing without the two pass rushers in Lawrence and Randy Gregory. They get all those guys back healthy, things will be different. I also think that this season is unique. The COVID era is unique in the following way. Sometimes guys get hurt in practice in football, but that's rare. Usually, if you're not going to have a player available that week, you know it when the week begins. In this very unique era of COVID, and this happened the week before, I forget with which team now, where they lost a player like they did. They, they practiced all week expecting to have Amari Cooper play right. in this mm-hmm. game. And then what was it? Uh, Bubba, was it Friday or Saturday they got the news about Amari? Does, I mean, either way, it was at the end of a week of practice. You can't rewrite your whole game plan and all that kind of stuff. So they spent all week long planning to have him in the game, and then all of a sudden he's not in the game. That's different from having an injury in the previous game, and you know you're not going to have the player all week. Plus... They lose C.D. Lamb at halftime. So there are many excuses for the Cowboys yesterday if you want to make them. The thing is, I I feel like the Cowboys are a team you want to be beyond the excuses. Mm -hmm. Like I I want to see them overcome bad circumstances and win like a lot of teams do. You also want to see them properly adjust. If you're going into a game knowing you're without Amari Cooper, in theory— you should be willing to run the ball more. And when, in the early going, you're not able to execute your game plan as scripted throughout the week, you should be able to adjust. Now, twice in the last three weeks, the Cowboys essentially gave themselves no chance to win, best I can tell, because they were unwilling to go off of game script. That's coaching. Absolutely. So that, that, there are a lot of questions there in Dallas, and we can start the soundbite here with that because I have some Dak. This is Dak after the game on the offense and, and pointing no fingers Instead, pointing a thumb. Sucks, but I tell you, we're a confident group, and uh, the defense did plenty enough for us to, to for us to come and win this game. And so, um, the offense did, didn't get the job done. That starts with me, and it starts with the way that we communicated and executed. So, um, I've got a lot of uh, confidence in this group, and as I said, we're a resilient group that will get better. So, there's no worries or no um, discouragement on on what our future holds. So, uh, as I said, we just got to learn from this and make sure that. Um, we take advantage of an opportunity on the road against a great team like this the next time. You know, he says the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. So it should surprise me, should not surprise me in the slightest, that he just said exactly what he should say. Right. Right? That's literally exactly what he should say after that game. He should take the blame. He should give credit to his defense. And he should say, my confidence is not shaken one iota. Mm-hmm. So he said all the right things. I need to see him play huge in a big game. Yeah, me too. That's what I need to see. Bubba, tell me if I'm wrong here. If, I, if I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I would rather the result yesterday 
where the defense shows it can continue to play and the offense lag because I know I have, in theory, a superstar quarterback and a track record for years going back that my offense is elite. To, to, to me, that's how I would be coming at this. Where are you on that? You, well, what, rather than what? Rather, rather, rather than, the, the, than the defense be the reason that they lost the game. Oh, yeah. Yes, correct. Yes, I, I would agree. Yes, because I, I do have confidence in Dak, so mm-hmm. it's good to see. I think we have officially fixed the defense, so that is done. Dan Quinn has fixed the defense. We're good there, and I do have confidence in Dak going forward and the offense. All right, the other game that I thought was just fascinating was Green Bay-Minnesota. What a good football game that was. And, and Rodgers is just ridiculously good. The Vikings are very dangerous. I have no faith in their quarterback at all. As I told you earlier, he tried as hard as he could to give that game away on that last drive. He threw two interceptions. The Packers just managed not to catch either one of them. <laughs> um, but the, then they find a way to win because they're so talented. Just Adam Thielen is by far the best number two receiver in the NFL, right? He's incredibly good. He's incredibly good, and he's not the best receiver on Justin his team. Justin Jefferson is a one. He's a top five wide receiver. He catches everything. Think how good LSU's team that won the championship <laughs> was. They had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson played for them in the slot. And Joe Burrow was the quarterback. I mean, that's why they were so good. But anyway, wow. the point is, that game was phenomenal, and I thought Rodgers was unreal. Like that, I thought that was a vintage mm-hmm. Rodgers game, despite the fact that he's got a toe. And after the game, he was talking about I've it. I've had turf toe. It's a little worse than turf toe. I'm just going to have to get through the bye and, and, uh, and hope I can get some, some healing over the bye week. Um, you know, probably the same schedule next week. I uh, was in a lot of pain, went in a halftime uh, early to get it checked out. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, very, very painful. Got stepped on in the first half, and that kind of activated all the symptoms I was having. So it's going to be another painful week next week, and then hopefully start to feel a little better in the bye. So, so I'm confused. He injured his toe during his COVID quarantine. How? Yoga? Doing that yoga? Well, he did yoga. He walked. <laughs> like, how exactly? Like, Ryan Clark was joking, I think, when he said maybe he stubbed it. Could it have been a stubbing so bad? He said this is worse than turf toe. And turf toe, all the play, former players tell you, is like the worst thing and the most nagging thing ever. Correct. So I, I, I don't know how this could have happened. This I mean, he says is worse. It's, is this a non-football injury at home during the I don't <laughs> know. McAfee's going to have to yeah. ask him tomorrow. He needs like, to get to the bottom of this. McAfee's going to have to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> he asked him, He asked him though, that this week. And he well, what did he would, say? He wouldn't answer it. He would. He asked him, "How did you hurt your toe?" And he wouldn't. Say, he wouldn't answer. Yeah. So, because McAfee even tweeted out, "The toe was a COVID injury. I can't confirm or deny the reports." And and Rogers says, "Oh, I don't think it's going to be a big issue." So he said, "I didn't think it was going to be a big issue." And then all of a sudden, he's out here yesterday. You know, after playing a very good game, talking about the injury. Like, so, dude. Like, what is it? Like, is it not a big deal? Is it a big deal? Do you want us to feel sorry about it for you this week? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Nuno, the, the, the Nuno approach to this is just so fantastic. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, where all our guests appear on the Goodyear hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. The next one is Matt Nagy. If you're with us at the beginning of the show, we talked about the very real possibility that if they lose Thursday at Detroit, that he could get fired Friday. I, I don't think that is beyond the realm. And if you watched that game yesterday, first of all, if you watched all of that game yesterday, I commend you. I had that game on, and I'm telling you that if it were not for the opportunity to, ever, you know, to put on Red Zone and watch, I would have read a book. I mean, you, I would have been much more entertained by just sitting and reading a book 
than watching the Bears and Ravens play football yesterday. That was the worst football game I've ever seen because the Ravens were without Lamar and they were expecting to have him mm-hmm. and the Bears are without anything. I mean, they're, they're unwatchable. <laughs> and the fans are chanting, fire Nagy. And Nagy, you can't pretend he didn't hear it. I just understand in the end that we're all, we all care a lot, you know, and we're, we're all, you know, in this thing. And, uh, you know, of course, we want to do everything we can to win, you know, so that's our job to do that. And uh, I, I think that everyone is competitive and wants, wants uh, to see the Bears win, and that's exactly what we want. Now, so, look, uh, what's he supposed to say? They're booing and chanting they want you fired. Oh, there's no good answer to that, so I have no criticism of that comment. That said, I, I noticed you put a note here in there, so I, I'll, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you read what you said. Well, when, I, when I saw the, the outcome of yesterday's game, saw how it ended, the first thought I, th- I had was, he's going to get fired tomorrow. Right. Because... Coaches have been fired for much less than losing a home game to Tyler Huntley. That was an unimaginably bad loss. Right. Like an inexcusably bad loss. And if you've already decided, effectively, he's not coming back next year, why delay the inevitable? Right? I mean, what's wrong with today? It's also a very big loss because in this unprecedentedly long season, if you win that game, which the Ravens in theory are giving you, I'm not giving you, but I mean, Lamar can't play. It's a gimme. You get to four and six. At four and six, you can convince yourself mm-hmm. you're in the playoff mm-hmm. race. Like, they aren't really, or wouldn't have been, but you could convince yourself you still have a chance if you get hot the rest of the way because there's an extra game this year. Three and seven is – the difference between four and six and three and seven is, is, a, is a mile long. Especially when your next game is against Detroit. Yeah. Like, you can talk yourself into that for sure. This Correct. Is, I mean – They're going to lose that game. This They're going to lose on Thanksgiving. You think so? Right? I do. They're, they're a three-point favorite right now in Detroit. You you're, you're, you're like Detroit to win that game outright. I do. Man. What, what, what could I get on the money line on that one? Let me play you one more soundbite here. What do I have? Do I have – yeah, I have Roger – I have uh, Robert Sala asked yesterday, what gives him confidence in the youth – on his roster. We still have a lot of faith. We still think our quarterback's going to be special. AVT has been getting better every single week. Uh, Elijah Moore, his play speaks for itself. Michael Carter, his play speaks for itself. The nickel, Michael Carter, his play speaks for itself. Eccles had been doing a nice job before he got injured. There's a lot of first and second year players doing a lot of good things. And uh, are there frustrating moments? Sure, there are. But at the same time, these are all scars that they're getting and they're they're learning. We, I've said it up here a million times. You've got to learn not to lose first. And then once you learn how not to lose and you figure out how to how to win, and then once you learn how to win, then you got to learn how to close games. And uh, today was clearly one of those learning moments of how not to lose. All right, that's 35 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Uh, okay, <laughs> fine, <laughs> great. They do have some young players that you could be excited about. But when you're at home against a team that is like, what, what were the Dolphins going into that game yesterday? Three and seven? Three and seven. Three and seven. When you're home against a 3-7 and seven team and we're throwing parties because you threw a 14-year veteran out there at quarterback and only lost by seven, I'm sorry. Don't ask me to be excited. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that at all. Uh, Nuno's notes are on the way, and then your calls. I'll tell you when to call with your hot takes on this Monday with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Very quickly, I want to circle back before Nuno's notes. Nuno, to this potential wager mm. that we have with you and Hembo. So, you, uh, for those of you who are not a regular with our program here, Nuno is a crazy giant fan. Hembo is an Eagle fan. It looked at the beginning of the year like both teams stunk. Now, all of a sudden, the Eagles are coming on strong. Mm-hmm. So, if you two are going to make a wager for next week, Nuno, I'm going to negotiate on your behalf. I do feel as though he needs some sort of odds here because the Eagles will be a prohibitive favorite. The game is in New York. The Eagles are a three and a half point favorite. I'm willing to spot him. I'm, I'm willing to spot him the three and a half. So points. it's a three and a half point line with the Eagle. Excuse me, with the Giants playing tonight. Correct. So that could change a lot based upon the outcome. What, 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 At least some three and a half points feel like enough to you, Nuno? No, it, uh, I, I could see that line, especially after they get demolished tonight. <laughs> but that's going to be like a a, a five point line. By the time we look, you know, by the time we get to the weekend. So, so do we need to honor the line or do we need to create our own to satisfy the criteria here? I mean, you're the numbers guy, right? I think three and a half seems right. I mean, I'm going to give you more than a field goal. See, your your problem is that your use of the – this is why people hate – this is why people shake nerds. This is why people shake nerds. Because in this case, you literally are just taking those numbers and using them to your benefit. You know they should be more than a a three-and-a-half point favorite. I I, I do. Nuno, six-and-a-half points. Oh, now we're talking. Six-and-a-half points, Nuno. Now we're talking. I'll let let my negotiator handle that. That feels good. But Yeah, but before we do that – as an Eagle fan, how did it feel to watch just, Justin Jefferson just destroy the Packers? Um, you know, the guy who went uh, the pick after Jalen Rager? Jalen Rager, yes. Noted bust. Um, it was, it's, it's always painful when he catches a pass. However, I am not going to allow you know, to rain on my parade because we don't even need wide receivers with the way that we're playing right now. I'm, I'm riding high. The Eagles have missed on a lot of receivers over the years, including DK Metcalf, but I'm not going to choose to dwell on that stuff. I'm going to sort of sip the Kool-Aid right now. I right. love. Uh, we're, we're, you know what we're doing, Greeny? Yeah. You know what we can do? Yes. We can run the football. Oh, I, I hate it when you do that. I don't know why you think that's charming. Uh, but one way or the other, they do run the football. And we'll see. So we're going to make a wager. Mm-hmm. It's going to be six and a half points. I, I'm, I'm, we're not going to solidify the wager until after tonight. Mm-hmm. The only way that Nuno gets out of this is if Daniel Jones gets significantly hurt. Okay. Which I don't even have to say out loud. I don't want to put that in the ether. 
if they lose by 50 tonight, it's still six and a half. Right, we're, we're, we're living with that number. What if they go down there and they win? It, it, it's still six and a half. It's six You've and offered a half six and a half points. That's correct. And, and that brings us to our Monday Night Football Man. preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Nuno, I will let you do the, uh, the Monday Night Football preview. What do you expect tonight from your Giants at Tampa? I expect the Bucks to show why they are the favorites in the NFC. Just completely demolish them. They probably Brady probably gets Gronk back. Um, I know the Giants, Saquon's supposed to be there, and uh, Tony and uh, Galladay. But like, I just expect the Bucks to show why they are the favorite in the NFC. So, what hmm. is the number on this game? Tonight? Eleven. Right now, the number is eleven. The public is pretty split on this. But the Giants, over the last two years, the Giants under Joe Judge are nine and three against the number on the road. Nine and three. It's the best record in the league over the last two years. Eleven feels like a lot to me. Hmm. That's like a lot to me. They're a very complicated game. Very. I think 11 is too much. All right, the greenie pick. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, my pick is officially going to be Giants plus like the it. 11. I like it a lot. It feels like too many. I don't think they get blown out tonight. I don't think they win, but I don't think they get blown out tonight. All right, one last piece of business before we line up the phone calls. And then, and then tomorrow, we also have to have a conversation about what this game next week is. Are you more concerned about your wager with Nuno or how this game might impact your marriage? Well, look. We, we'll my, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, my marriage, we, we, have, we have gone in-depth here, obviously, over the last few weeks with a variety of different things. My wife, a huge Giants fan, season tickets in the family since, since the 60s. Since they, you know, her grandmother once told me a story in which she watched Y.A. Tittle play a game at Yankee Stadium. Okay. So it goes far back. So my wife and I are going to go to the Eagles-Giants game I'm going to wear green, she's going to wear blue, and hopefully I come out, you know, still a married man. Does she ever wear blue to the games when they're in Philly? Because that, that's taking your life in your hands. Look, I'm, I'm, I am more willing to let her put up Christmas decorations in November than I am to bring her to South Philadelphia yeah. wearing a Giants shirt. I think that's I have fair. that right? I think that is smart. Uh, in that case, that is 100% smart. All right, here we go. Notes. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Uh, Sure. Let's do it. Yeah, the Google Doc. We have the legendary hashtag Greeny Show Google Doc, which we all contribute to. And every Monday, Nuno just puts his thoughts on these games in there as though I didn't watch them. <laughs> and I, I like them because he's so negative. I mean, it's hilarious to me to read the negativity of the notes. For example, Dolphins beat the Jets by a touchdown. His notes are the following. Dolphins winning too many games might prevent them from cleaning house like they need to. And then about the Jets, he writes, undisciplined, wasting timeouts, but hey, at least Elijah Moore is good. <laughs> no, I can't argue with it. Those are good notes. I actually agree with both of them. The Jets, Elijah Moore is way better than the Jets coach or any of the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. The Jets coaching staff does not have any idea what they are doing. (laughs) Elijah Moore is good. So I like that. And yes, the Dolphins, I don't know what they're going to do. Who's the the Dolphins quarterback going to be next year? Probably Deshaun Watson. So I mean, so long as he gets clear, we know they want him. Play, yes, that's the point. Is he ever going to be allowed to play football again? Is a whole separate you know level of question. Sure, I don't know what's going to wind up happening there, but the Dolphins are a mess. The next, uh, the Vikings beating the Packers. He writes, the Vikings are in the worst place to be in sports. Good enough to beat a really good team, but not good enough to actually compete for a championship. Do you? Do, 
Bubba, let me ask you a question. Do you agree with that? Because I watch the Vikings, and I think in a year where it is very hard for me to pinpoint one team and say nobody's beating them or they are head and shoulders the favorite, this could be one of those years where a team you know, that you don't see coming gets hot at the end, and the Vikings are that kind of good. I, I, I don't know that they're just a one and done in the playoffs. You? Well, they lost to Cooper Rush, so they're kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of done with them. <laughs> that is true. They did lose that game I, against. I kind of lost faith in them when that happened. I don't think they can do much when that after that happened. They, they've lost five games mm-hmm. by a combined total of twenty points. Is it twenty? Nineteen points. Nineteen points. Like, I, the Vikings just feel to me like a weird team. Like something crazy might happen. And then he also writes, Kirk Cousins tried to give you the game. You better hope this doesn't cost you the number one seed. That's about Green Bay, and I agree. On the Colts and Bills, Nuno's note, Jonathan Taylor just might be as important to his team as Derrick Henry is to his team. How does the Eagle fan and you, Nuno, feel, excuse me, Hembo, feel watching Carson Wentz leading the Colts in this improbable second half comeback? (laughs) I think you're misusing the word leading. I think Jonathan Taylor is doing the leading. Yeah. Carson Carson Wentz, to have Carson Wentz, watching this comeback from as close a proximity as he is. He is an excellent handoffer. He is an excellent handoffer, and, and so far he's not been given the opportunity yet to ruin their season. My only fear with him was that he got hurt, and thus the Eagles wouldn't be able to get that first-round pick, which, of course, 75% of snaps is required. I don't have anything against Carson Wentz. It's fine. Like, the, the fact that he's doing, doing this is fine, but I mean, he is not anywhere near the most important thing on that team. Next, about the Ravens and Bears, and this is a great note here, and we talked about how we think think Matt Nagy might get fired. He writes, coming off a bye. I forgot that when I mm-hmm. did my, 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 my little take on this game. I forgot they were coming off a bye. Coming off a bye, your quarterback was 4 of 11 for 79 yards before he got hurt. And, and that, that really is the ultimate. Like, they looked so bad. Now, I know the Ravens have a good defense, but a lot of teams have been figuring out that Ravens defense of late. And I'm not suggesting you need a Justin Fields to go crazy against them, but they just looked hopeless, helpless, and clueless. And it doesn't make you feel any better for Andy Dalton to come in and all of a sudden your offense looks better. In fact, it makes you look worse. It makes you feel worse. Because the job of the coaching staff is not to get Andy Dalton ready to win games. Mm. It's to get Justin Fields ready to win games. And the fact that he played like that yesterday is a greater indictment of the team than losing the game in the first place. Yeah, I I said it earlier. This is not the worst loss of the season. This is not, this is not like a situation in which they were a two-touchdown favorite. But why, it was probably, if I were in the stadium yesterday, I can't imagine walking out of a game with a worse taste in my mouth than that. To have Tyler Huntley lead a game-winning drive against the Bears at Soldier Field, yeah. how many of those fans even knew who that was when they arrived at the stadium? It was, it's one of the worst losses of the season. Did sure. you? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I found out the night before. Like the day right. before when you started hearing that Lamar might miss the game. Right. But that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, I do, and I do this for a living that's not a person everybody knows all right we're going to start taking your phone calls coming up here let me give you the number it's 888-SAY-ESPN that's 888-729-3776 we need your hot takes coming up next year a few other pieces of business to get to as well your hot nfl takes though are up next here on espn radio greenie the podcast for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we're busy. It's time for your hot takes here. Let's get this thing rolling here. Uh, Mr. Bubba, who was our first caller today? First up, we have Robert. All right, Robert, you're on ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Robert, what's your hot take? Well, I think uh, Matt Nagy had a great idea before the season started about having Andy Dalton be the starter. And if Dalton would have stayed the starter, they probably would have won six games by now. Fields was not prepared for this. I mean, he had a great half against the Steelers, and he's enormously talented, but he's probably the least prepared of all the quarterbacks that came out, he and the Wilson kid. All right, fair enough. I mean, Robert, that's an interesting take on your part. So basically what he's saying is if he had stuck to his guns and stuck with Dalton, now Dalton got hurt. Right, so he didn't. So he went from Dalton to Fields, not Dalton to Foles, which we talked about a lot at the time. Oh, that's right, mm-hmm. that's right. If he had stuck to his guns, would they be better off than they are now? I mean, if they may d- have won more games. That doesn't necessarily mean you're better off. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, Justin Fields has demonstrated that he has the skills to learn on the job. And they're not good enough. Like, they're not no. good enough with Dalton or Foles to win anything that matters. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the, their offensive line's terrible. That defense is good. It's not great. They, they weren't, it's not like they were going to make a deep playoff run with those guys. No. So I don't necessarily think it was mm-hmm. a mistake. But the hot takes are yours, and they're always welcome and appreciated. You're welcome to speak your mind here whether we agree or not. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Mike. Mike, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Mike, give me a hot take. Granny, when a team shows you who they are the first time, believe them. The Cowboys are utterly disappointing me. They keep on disappointing me. Let me tell you something. We're going to lose the we gonna lose the NFC champion. We're going to lose the NFC East. And it's going to be the Eagles that's going to win it. I've seen it, I've seen it too many times where we come in lackadaisical, and then we turn around and we say, well, we're still the leaders in the division. And then the Eagles come in and take over the division, and they went on to win a championship the last time this happened. My hot take is believe the team the first time when they show you who they are. Well, that is a fascinating and very scorching hot take, and I like it and I appreciate the call as always. Now, let me go through the Cowboys' schedule the rest of the way. Now, Bubba, I want you to remove your fandom and just tell me, are you winning or losing this game? The Cowboys right now have a two-and-a-half a, a two game cushion on the Eagles. Well, the Cowboys haven't had their bye yet. I mean, have had their bye, and the Eagles haven't. Right. When is the Eagles' bye? Uh, 13. So it's super late. After the late. Jets game. After the Jets game. Well, so they have back-to-back byes. Yeah, back-to-back. Then. Not bad. Um, so <laughs> l- let's say they, the Eagles – okay, l- let's do it. The Cowboys have seven wins right now. The Eagles' schedule, by the way, is super easy. Correct. So we're mm-hmm. going to get to them in a minute. Cowboys, Bubba, home against the Raiders. Win. That's eight. At the Saints. Win. That's nine. At Washington. Win. That's ten. At the Giants. 
It should be a win. <laughs> so, we've, so we don't have any problem here. Yeah. If, if they win all these games, then there's nothing the Eagles can do no matter what happens. Right now, FPI says the Cowboys have a 90% chance to win the NFC East. I think the best prayer the Eagles have is for the division to be up for grabs entering Week 18 where it becomes winner-take-all effectively. Greeny with you here inviting you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Drew. All right, Drew, you're on with us on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. All right, so my hot take is that Kevin Stefanski is being forced by the front office to play Baker Mayfield to make the negotiations in the offseason that much easier. Mm. Isn't that fascinating? Basically, what you're saying is the front office wants Mayfield to look bad so they don't have to pay him as much money rather than going to Case Keenum, which gives them a better chance to win games. I think I've deducted his... I've stunned him into silence with my... Do you like it? With my repurposing... I mean, I love the heat of the take. Do I think it? No, obviously not. Look, Baker is trying to do what football players are supposed to do, which is sort of gut it out. And it's up to someone else to take the ball away Mm -hmm. from him. It's up to the coach to say... And and, and in this case, you know, again, the caller is saying, well, Stefanski... I don't believe it. I think Stefanski is going to let Baker. Look, Baker Mayfield is the first pick in the draft. He is the future of this franchise, I think, Mm -hmm. no matter what. He's certainly going to be your quarterback next year. You want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I do believe the injuries have now amassed to a place where they would be better off playing Keenum. So do I. Do you think that if Baker had already gotten paid, we would be having a different conversation no. about these injuries. You, no, you think he'd still I don't. be playing? You think yes. he'd still be playing? I 100% do. I, I'm not going to question Baker's toughness. That's what I'm not going to. It's not fair. Like, I, I have no reason to believe Baker's not a tough guy, mm-hmm. that he's not out there trying to lay it all on the line for his team and playing hurt. Mm-hmm. That's what most football players do. And then when they are no longer helping their team, they're always the last to know that. It's the coach's yeah. job to say, Baker, I love you. You are the future of this franchise, but right now the injuries have gotten to a place where you can't help us. So you're going to sit next to me and we're going to let Case play for at least a week. You don't have to bench him for the rest, you know, give up on the year unless you want to have the surgery sooner than later. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to have the left shoulder surgically repaired at some point, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm not necessarily saying you do that, but at least let him sit a week or two and see what happens. Look, they're still in it. I mean, as awful as they were yesterday, they won. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they won a terrible game. There were some terrible games yesterday. Yeah, we've hit the dog days. Ravens-Bears mm-hmm. was a game no one should have won. I, I take that back. That's not fair. For the Ravens to find a way to win that game without their quarterback, I take that back. It was, no one should have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have played it, but no one should have watched but, it. <laughs> but, but they deserve credit for winning it. No, the Bears don't deserve credit for anything. That was an embarrassment. Yeah. And and the, the Cleveland Detroit game was just a bit. If the Cleveland Detroit game had been played in my backyard, I would have shut the drapes <laughs> to make sure that I didn't accidentally see any of it. Were either of those games better than the Jets Dolphins game? Both of them were better than the Jets Dolphins <laughs> game. The Jets the Jet Dolphin game was just horrendous. The Dolphins, Tua Tonga Vailoa, by the way. For those of you who didn't watch that game, first off, God bless you. The Dolphins take a 7-0 lead. The Jets are going to have no chance in this game. The only thing Tua can't do is turn the ball over early. So what does he do? He throws a terrible interception. Just right, Brandon? I mean, just so bad. 
that I'm sitting there, I'm a Jet fan, and I'm like, that is the one thing you couldn't do. And the Jets go down there and score, and now it's a game. And it remained a game the rest of the day. If the Dolphins had just run it, everyone knows you just run it on the Jets. The Jets aren't, will not tackle anyone. They, Miles Gaskin should have run for 700 yards <laughs> yesterday. Just turn around and give him the – instead, Tua's throwing a pass for no reason. A terrible interception. The Jets go down and score. Now they have life, and it was a game the whole day. Uh, the whole day. That was a terrible play. Everything is so hard for Tua. Like, if you watch him drop back to pass, he launches it, and it goes like nine yards. Yeah. Like, he has, he just doesn't have anything close to what I thought he would coming out of school. No, it, I don't know if it's all the injuries. Maybe. Or what it is, but he's not the it. The ball just never arrives. Right. It just he's, never gets there. He's not it. When, when the Dolphins do whatever the next generation of winning is they're going to yeah. do, it's not going to be the guy that they took number five overall, mm-hmm. and that is devastating mm-hmm. devastating for them green and especially with the kid going right behind him Her- like justin herbert it is way yeah. worse to mm. have taken two ahead of herbert than it is to have taken rager ahead of justin jefferson oh, no question because no Her- question herbert could win the mvp of the league this year <clears throat> right very he, well man he, he might be i mean rex called him the best quarterback in the nfl and i don't think he's that but he's not that far he's away up there. and he might wind up being that soon uh, th- I-, I totally think yeah. that. Uh, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, give me a hot take. Yes, uh, the Colts are going to win the division. They finally find their identity with Johnson Taylor running the ball, and we're going to win the division. I don't think that's far-fetched. Now, the problem they have is they lost both their games to Tampa, uh, to, excuse me, to Tennessee yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Right? Why can't I find the standings here? How far? What? what, what hold on a second. Right here now, the go. Titans are eight and three. The Colts are six and five. But FPI says the Titans have a ninety-six percent chance to still win. That's because the they swept South. it. Right? right? They mm-hmm. swept them. They, they they played the two games already. Um, they need to make up three games in 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 six games. They need to make up three in six games. Very tough to do. So let me look at the Titans. I mean, the Titans have managed somehow to lose to the Jets and the Texans. If they lose this division, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. They're, okay, so the Titans are at the Patriots this week. That's a loss. That's a fourth loss. Mm-hmm. They still have at the Steelers. They have the Niners, who have gotten a lot better. Yeah. I think the Niners are going to beat them. But no, then they've got, they've got some other winnable games. They're not going to catch the Texans. They're not. Uh, the Texans, the Titans. They're not going to catch the Titans. And you weren't here on – it was it was Thursday of last week on the TV show – Diana said that there is optimism in Tennessee that Derrick Henry will be ready to play early January, which could make a big difference for the playoffs. That's push. the last week or two and then the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Leading yeah. to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to catch them, but I do think the Colts are going to get in. I think the Colts are going to be a wild card. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do too. They've got a bunch of losable games uh, that tech, the Tennessee does, but so, does, so do the Colts. So I think they're going to wind up losing out on that. Let's do one more. Bubba, who you got? Let's go to uh, Buddha in the Bronx. All right, Buddha, go ahead. Take it. You got uh, your hot take. Go. All right, listen. It's um, mid-November. The annual time as a Jets fan where you turn to the draft. Unbelievable. Uh, year after year. Uh, Teflon Joe Douglas and his 20-year contract can't make any more mistakes uh, just drafting for need. You know, Makai Beckton looking like that dog from uh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, this time we didn't forget the gravy. You got to draft whoever's the best player. Specifically, look at Justin Jefferson. Makai Becton was a bust pick, and we have to, you know, I don't know what we're going to do with this guy, Joe Douglas. I don't know what we're going to do with him. But somebody, please get through to him, please. Buddha, I, I love the call, and I love your passion. Here's what I will say: I don't think we thought Becton was a bust going into last mm-hmm. off season, mm-hmm. and he got hurt week one. Now, 
everyone thought there were all this talk coming out of there that he was not in shape and that he had a very bad preseason and all the rest of that. He got hurt week one and hasn't played since. So I'm, I cannot sit here and say that Becton was a bad pick. Their second pick last year, Denzel Mims, is an un, unqualified disaster. <laughs> Their draft this year looks good. I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson will be the tipping point of whether it was good or bad. And the immediate evidence on that is bad, but it's much too soon to suggest otherwise. And look, I'm as critical of Joe Douglas as anyone. If you listen to the show, you know I agree with your general point. But fair is fair. Elijah Vera Tucker was a good pick. Elijah Moore is a good pick. Michael Carter looks like he's a good pick. So I, I can't sit here and tell you the Jets did not have a good draft this year. Now, if the quarterback is no good, then none of the rest of it will matter. But I can't tell you they didn't have a good year. But it is depressing that that is already what we're thinking about. All right. So, so, so in the end here, what is it that we want to sort of figure out in the end here as, as far as the day is concerned? What do we know? Like Nuno, I, I, I'm looking at the standings in the NFL. I'll, I'll let each of you guys give a quick thought. Like the last three weeks in a row, I feel like bad teams win games. Good teams look awful. The Cowboys have lost two out of three. Tampa has looked incredibly beatable. Um, the Bills, I thought, were the best team. They've fallen by the wayside. Kansas City maybe have kind of righted the ship, and maybe not really. The Cardinals continue to do it in impressive fashion without Kyler Murray. So what do we know for certain? Nuno, give me something you know for certain in the NFL. I mean, the easy answer is there's not a great team, that there's not a clear-cut favorite in either conference. I think at, at this Why point are the time. Cardinals not that? Because the fact that they've they've done this without Kyler Murray, right? They're uh, they've won two games without him. That's if, what I mean. If they were if they were doing this with him, I and the fact that how many people really tr- trust Cliff Kingsbury mm. in a big spot? But isn't it more impressive that they've been doing it without both Murray and D Hop? that they still manage to find a way to win games. We're sitting here giving the Cowboys a pass based on all the players they're missing. The Cardinals have been without their two best players the last three weeks, and they've won two out of those three games. Now, I think we sometimes look back at the game they lost to Green Bay Mm -hmm. when they were healthy and say, how do you lose that game when Green Bay didn't have any of their guys? That's the one question mark with Arizona. But I, I, I think on behalf of the Cardinals, I would quarrel with no team can at least stake a claim to being a great team. Uh, Hembo, what is the one thing you know for certain? The one thing I know for certain is that the New England Patriots can win the AFC this year. I've seen enough from the... We obviously know that they have the greatest coach that ever lived. They have a quarterback good enough. They have an elite defense, all the ingredients. I've seen enough here through 11 games to think that that team could definitely win the whole thing. I agree. And they're 5-1 and one in the conference. All those losses yeah. they had early were all NFC games. They're 5-1 and one in the conference. So mm. I, I agree with you that they are very dangerous. Bubba, finish it up. What's something you know for sure? Uh, 30 seconds, and uh, very clearly, the one thing we know for sure is that the Cowboys are by far the best team in the NFL. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love Bubba. This is why he is the legend that he is in radio production, that he manages to sneak in the time cue to me while then giving his outrageous, outlandish, but very predictable take that his Cowboys are the best very team. Very well-timed also, coming off of the beatdown yesterday, Bubba. Well very played. well done. Good fun, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow back here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.